a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, broadcasting from the guest bedroom in my apartment in Salt Lake City. I am doing so because here at KSL, we have committed ourselves to take the advice that we're giving over these airwaves. And uh, the big push right now in an effort to mitigate the impact of this coronavirus is to practice this social distancing. It's a little bit hard for me. I'm a, I'm a social guy. I like having a, a crowd of, of folks. I like uh, joking around. I like telling stories. Uh, I like being with people. And so to isolate myself off here in this guest bedroom with the only company right now is my little cat, Rachel, who's asleep on the bed behind me, uh, it's a little bit tough. Uh, but we're going to get through it uh, because one of the tools we have uh, as human beings to combat this coronavirus is patience. If we follow the good advice and we stay the course, all indications are is that we will come out victorious on the other side of this. There are, of course, other tools that we have at our disposal. Uh, some of those are economic. Some of those are educational. Uh, and some of those are political. And we have on the line... Uh, right now, Utah Senator Mike Lee. Uh, the reason I've invited the senator to join me on the program today is just yesterday, uh, the Senate passed a, a second coronavirus uh, piece of legislation, a second relief bill. Uh, indications are there will be a third. Uh, I think I've got some uh, explanation from Leader McConnell I'll share with you in just a bit. But on this second measure, it passed the Senate, but there were a handful uh, of senators, uh, eight of them total, including Utah Senator Mike Lee, that took issue uh, with the way that that piece of legislation was put together and ultimately voted against it. And uh, I'm grateful to the senator for joining us on the line now to explain uh, what it was that led him to vote against uh, this relief bill from the coronavirus. Uh, Senator, what do you say? Uh, thanks for letting me join you today, Lee. I'm surprised to hear you're a cat owner. I don't know why I pictured you more as a dog guy, but, but uh, just, just the same. Uh, it, it's good to have company in these times, and we've learned recently that our pets can't get the virus, so that's good to keep in mind. Yeah, this, um, this Phase 2 bill, uh, that was passed by the uh, House of Representatives late Friday night and amended substantially Monday night is flawed legislation. And it's legislation that commits the, the first and ultimately fatal mistake, which is that it will harm the very people it was drafted and presented to the American public in order to protect. I say that because it's an unfunded mandate on the small businesses that will be uh, – it's going to result in an increase in bankruptcies and an increase in unemployment. Ultimately, this is going to expand rather than contract the amount of suffering that takes place among American workers. And that's why I worked through the night after we got the legislation late Monday. I worked uh, all day Tuesday and through the night 
uh, Tuesday night with my Republican colleagues in order to craft an amendment to fix the biggest problem with the House bill. I mean, look, we all agree that the workers affected by the coronavirus need assistance. They need to uh, be protected in, in one way or another. They need financial assistance. The question is how to finance it. Uh, I came up with an amendment along with a few of my colleagues that would have protected American workers, regrettably. And even though that amendment garnered a majority of votes in the Senate, it was not adopted and the bill was passed without it. You made mention in your tweet not long after the vote that this House response bill is a Rube Goldberg machine of unfunded mandates. What do you mean? A Rube Goldberg machine, as everyone knows, is uh, that thing where like a steel ball rolls down, it trips the mousetrap, which then leads to the the bell falling. And uh, anyway, it goes on ultimately uh, a chain reaction type of thing. What did you mean, sir, by, by referencing a Rube Goldberg machine? It accomplishes or is thought to accomplish a very simple task through uh, uh, a really complex set of mechanisms, many of which could malfunction at any moment. In this case, we ended up with a a bill, now a law, that forces businesses to front the money for this new benefit, a a new benefit that uh, many of these businesses can't afford, especially in this really troubled economic time. And this is the reason why you're seeing a whole lot of uh, firings right now, a big wave of firings right at this very moment, because businesses are already shedding payroll that they don't have the revenues in order to pay for. It it didn't have to be like this. And instead of paying affected workers through employers by mandating it on the employers, we could have given people cash directly. Affected workers uh, could have been able to take extended leave of absence uh, the, uh, uh, payment that could be paid to them directly by the government through the existing unemployment insurance system. And I, I'm still working with my colleagues, the same colleagues that I worked with on this amendment, to make sure that this is fixed in the round three bill addressing the coronavirus. Now, that bill, we are just now starting to get some details. Uh, I've got an article from The Hill. I'm going to walk through here on the commercial break just uh, landed uh, on my desk. Uh, But what kind of details from this uh, third measure are you able to share with us? My understanding is that it will include something of a direct cash assistance to some Americans. What are your views on that, uh, and what else can you tell us about this third measure? First of all, as to the direct cash payment, uh, I worry a little bit about the feasibility of this and about whether it's going to remain intact without substantial changes. Um, uh, I, I still think there that if we were look, to look at this through the unemployment insurance system, we might be able to find a better way to get cash directly to those who most need it, those who are most directly affected by this crisis, whether it's through illness or through uh, being furloughed as a result of others who are becoming ill. Uh, I still think there is a way to get a direct payment to them through that sort of system, one that uh, helps the very people who we need to help and doesn't help those who are are wealthy and don't need it, and uh, do so in a way uh, that that is far more effective toward targeting the the very harm that we're looking at preventing. Um, This could be accomplished. We are going to have to uh, work on it. Um, but if you look at it, Lee, even if you assume a very significant rate of 20% unemployment, our estimate is that you could take care 
of those people for a period of 12 weeks uh, with $1,000 a week for about $320 billion. Uh, if we were to take this approach, that would more narrowly target the relief and make it much more sustainable relief uh, for, for, for those who are going to be most directly impacted by this in the coming weeks. Understood. You, you think that $1,000 number is an appropriate number? Um, it, it is one way we have approached the unemployment insurance uh, problem. It's, it's not necessarily um, a, a number that would have to remain consistent in every state, and there's going to be a lot of variability in that. But we've been told that if you use that as a benchmark or an, as an average, that will probably take care of what we need to do with this, with this round. That is not what's contemplated in what's being proposed by Majority Leader McConnell today uh, to our Democratic counterparts. He's contemplating something that would be uh, a direct payment in the form of $1,200 uh, for every adult uh, uh, or $2,400 for a married couple plus $500 per, per dependent child in the home. This would also be subject to a phase-out that would be triggered by $75,000 a year in income for a single filer or $150,000 for a married couple filing jointly. Could you be convinced to, to get behind that? Are you comfortable with that, uh, with that setup? Well, the devil's going to be in the details, and uh, that, that by itself is probably not going to be sufficient, and that by itself is probably not the ideal way of doing things. Uh, to be honest, I don't love the plan as Leader McConnell has announced it because, again, it's a, it's a uh, not terribly focused toward those who need it most. And I think the most important thing we can do is to put the money uh, into the system in a way that will provide liquidity. And relative to those workers who may be furloughed as a result of this, we want to make sure that they have access to this money directly and immediately. That's why I, I favor the, uh, the approach we took with the Johnson Amendment. Senator, our time has run out. We'll have to leave it at that. Thank you so much for making some time for us, explaining this, your position and all, and uh, look forward to speaking to you again uh, in the near future. Stay safe, keep washing your hands, practice that social distancing, and we'll be in touch again shortly. Thanks so much, Lee, and uh, we'll get you a dog in the meantime to keep you company along with the cat. <laughs> all right. That sounds good. Uh, all right, Utah Senator Mike Lee talking about this coronavirus aid package. He voted against uh, round two. Round three is in the works right now. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to be talking about something called the Defense Production Act. President Trump called upon powers uh, afforded him under that act recently uh, to make up for potential medical supply shortages in the U.S. We'll break that down. I'll share with you what you ought to know. That's coming up next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.